It's good to be here. I'm glad you're here this morning. If you have your Bible, let's turn to the book of John, chapter 5. I'm going to read a few verses, begin reading with verse 10. But also we miss Brother Mike when he's not here, and we know he's unable to be here this morning. The uh, cross has become heavier through life, and his mom and dad getting up in years, his wife now, his helpmate, is sick, and certainly standing in need of your prayers this morning. And, and as we gather and meet at God's house each and every time, we should try to remember our brothers and sisters in Christ, remember their request. Uh, we need to make, whether mentally or write it down, that request and from day to day. As God lays it upon our heart, we need to lift them up to the Lord in prayer. Now this morning I serve the same God this morning that was there in the beginning and before the beginning. The same God that walked through the Old Testament. The same God that sent his son and penned down these words that we read in the Bible we have this morning. And thankful for God's word this morning. Amen. Let's look now. You pray for us just a little while, ever how long the Lord has us to stand. Uh, certainly anything that I might have had, I've done forgotten now, so... I, I, I wouldn't want to preach to you what maybe I, my thoughts, but I want to preach to you this morning the Word of God. I certainly need the living Word of God preached in our land and country this morning. Uh, Seems like our lost people are getting no closer this morning than they were yesterday. There's so much to keep, to keep their minds occupied and until something comes by, until the Lord deals with their heart, they're going to go on and on and on. But I still serve the same God. Let's look now in John chapter... 5 verse 10 The Jews therefore said unto him that was cured It is the Sabbath day It is not lawful for thee to carry thy bed He answered them He that made me whole The same said unto me Take up thy bed and walk Then answered they him What man is this which said unto thee Take up thy bed and walk And he said That was healed Wish not who it was For Jesus had conveyed himself away A multitude being in that place Afterward, Jesus finding him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus which had made him whole. That's reading just a few verses here in the word of God this morning. And as we begin to sit and look, and we, we see that the scene that we're looking on here in the word of God is a man that is crippled and a man that could not raise himself up. And literally speaking, and but also the spiritual message, the spiritual picture with is in that this morning as I believe that is a man that has come to the knowledge of the truth of Jesus Christ and being saved. We see him there as you look. We go day in and day out. And we look, and especially as you go uh, do your shopping at Walmart or the grocery store, you begin to look around and you begin to take notice. There's a multitude of sick people today right here in the land and country, the free and the brave. And here is a country there that's got medical technology and, and has got uh, uh, cures for a lot of sicknesses there that we now, but they're still and it seems like the sickness is growing more and more and more all the time and I believe the root of the problem this morning is a people and a nation that has forgotten God. 
a people and a nation that has become crippled in the eyes of God but has to choose to lay in her sins and in the weakness therein and refusing to call out unto the living God. But we see here in the Bible, we go back in the Old Testament, we begin to remember how that there the prophets, they begin to prophesy about a great one there that would come, that God would send His Son. And He prophesied there that the eyes of the blind would be opened, their deaf ears would hear, and the lame would rise up and walk. And so we go and we begin to look there in, in uh, chapter 5 there of the book of John. We see how that Jesus, He came by and it was on a feast day and it was up there uh, at a place there at a pool called there Bethesda. And we see there that how uh, there the narrator, He pointed out how there that there at a certain season there is an angel come down and trouble the waters. And then the first one there that He stepped in, He was the one that was made whole. But now here we see now how that uh, there was a great great multitude that had gathered there just like today if, if they heard of some kind of their, a medical breakthrough of cancer and all they had to do was just uh, uh, give a little bit of medicine there and cancer would be healed there would be a multitude from the world around uh, there would come and they'd take there and, and trust in it and, and believe that it's going to make them whole. whole but here we see that how this man no doubt first of all the Bible pointed out there that he was crippled he could not raise himself up and we find there that somewhere he heard about this pool. He heard about Bethesda the house, that our the people were come and how they were coming there and stepping down and the one that immediately stepped in, they were made well and they were raised up and they went on their way. But we see how that this man there he'd been in this condition there 30 and 8 years. That's certainly there a long time in our lifetime there that he'd been crippled. It don't say uh, whether he's born that way. It don't say there uh, what had happened into him life. But it just pointed out there that he was crippled and there he was upon the bed and so we know that he didn't get up and walk down there. We know this morning there that he didn't even crawl down there. He had to have somebody that was deeply concerned about him. Maybe a family member, a loved one, maybe a friend that passed by and saw him in this condition and you and I today we ought to look upon the lost in world and be concerned this morning with those in our family and there in our church family and they're our friends family and take note there that they are spiritually crippled and they are uh, uh, being dragged off into a place that one day they would not go and that place is called hell but we see how that this man he did not give up uh, whether they carried him there daily and I'm sure they did but they went as far as they could go with him there comes a time and a place that we're going to go as far as we can go with our lost and undone people and uh, we can bring them on the altar of God and that's as far as we can go with them. And it's going to take God Almighty reaching out of glory and getting in their sleep and waking them up at night. And I tell you, we need to be a church and a body of Christ this morning that is heartbroken and burdened down for our lost and dying people. I've got grandchildren and I've got friends and I've got families in need of Jesus Christ this morning. But they'll never come except our God dear with the heart. Jesus said there no man can come into the Father but by me. And we know He's the only way this morning. And He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man can come to the Father but through and by Him. We know all these things this morning. But what has happened down at the house of God, I know there's seasons that come by. We have there the seasons and, and the weather, the spring, the summer. We have the fall and the winter. But now we have seasons down at the house of God. It seemed like there's a time that we go. And it seemed like there's a great stirring. There are the spirit in the hearts of the people of God. And they're willing, they 
never cease that. They're to rise up and do anything there that the Lord would require of us. There comes a time that it seems like and there are the spiritual coldness will creep in our life and then we wonder where and what happened and where uh, we went astray or which direction turning in the wrong way. But we need to turn back into God this morning because there's somebody there that is laid out somewhere that's crying out into God and having a desire to be saved and they're going to need you and I this morning. But uh, there's not many one in that old time way there that we've experienced through our life. There when we go back and remember anytime you come down to the house of God there seemed to be a mighty movement and it seemed that the people they had a true desire in their heart there to be in God's house and be together with their, a Christian family and to worship the living God and there was a power that drove you there and when the preacher get up and preach he might preach an hour and it seemed like 15 minutes but after the church service I was over we'd go out and we'd begin to talk about how good God is how he's moved among God's people and I, I believe today that we need that moving and stirring down at the house of God once again when we went home we talked about it we went to our jobs we talked about what a meeting we'd had down at the house of God why because the spirit of God had come down and stirred our heart I remember in Bible time it was a great time of year that the people's hearts desire to go into hell revival but there's not many seeking it anymore why because they become too carnal and carnal minded and we know that that is in the enemy of God and with a carnal mind we cannot please God but only through his word this morning we see how that we had a desire when we went home we couldn't wait till church time once again there's been times I've got up brother there that seemed like us to see that I couldn't get up and go but I told my Lord and my Savior I said if you'll just help me a little while Jesus I'll get up and go but I remember getting to the house of God and when it seemed like the Holy Ghost come down and he began to move from breast to breast. It seemed like he'd have to get up and go there. And we need those day and time. We've got young people and we've got our little children is coming off. We've experienced those times and we know the power of God. But there's so many of them who just coming and sitting in church and getting bored to death and then getting and going out and seeing a world where there's no change. But we see that Jesus come by and that man he is doing all that he know to do. People are doing all that they know to do today, but they need there to hear there the word of God. And we know that that the lost and dying world. If you're here this morning, you're lost without God. I tell you, there's salvation at hand, and it is within read. All you have to do is rise up and walk. And I believe this is an altar there that you can meet Jesus Christ upon. I believe it's an altar there that the church is kept clean and pure. And I believe it. If somebody brings something on it, I believe they'll receive immediate conviction and knowing they need to get right with God. Listen there, I look on your outside but God sees on the inside this morning and He wants you to be blessed. But I tell you, so many are holding on to things of the world that's cutting off the blessings of God. But we see this man had laid out and we know it's a picture of one being made whole. It's a picture of one being made saved by the grace of God. But it's also a picture there of one that can belong to God and does belong to God but gets laid out somewhere by the old devil lays them out and it seems like their walk with Christ uh, has become crippled and they're not what they used to be and can't seem to get back uh, where they need to be listen the hand is still stretched out and that hand is a nail scarred hand reaching out of glory this morning but we see that Jesus come by he immediately said
said unto him, and he looked upon him, and the Bible said that he had saw that he had been in this condition a long time. Listen now, God didn't send this message this morning just to entertain you and I, but he sent it to help somebody. Uh, I, I come this morning that I might be a brother of help to my brother, a uh, preacher there, Mike, and be a help there to Dutch Bottom. That's my heart's desire, to go out and to carry the word, and might be a help there to God's church, to get her up there once again, and to rise up, and the Spirit of God might move from breast to breast, there and lift her up. Come on, church, this morning. We, uh, we uh, worship there a risen Savior. He's not a dead God. Yeah, Jesus is not still in the tomb, but he's come out. I got my little grandson come this morning, and I tell you, every time I look at him, I'm blessed by the Almighty God. Not only him, but all my grandchildren. And not only them, but when I look up on the face of your children this morning, I get a glimpse of the face of God. I get a glimpse of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, glory this morning. Could somebody just lift up their voice and praise the living God. Here we see now how, how the Jesus had looked upon him and it saw him in this condition. Listen, you're not in any condition this morning that he don't know about. And if you're lost and undone, you're a stranger to him. But he still sees your condition. And for this cause he came into the world to seek and to save that which was lost and there and to save all the world if they would only come. But they're not going to come. But he looked now and then he told him. What did he say? He, he spoke the word. He didn't come. The Bible said, I didn't come to do my will, but the will of the Father that is in heaven. And it's not God's will that any soul die lost and go to, tell, go to hell. Any soul there in hell this morning or any soul that's going there, they're there because they made the choice to go. How did they make the choice, preacher? Uh, they just went around. Uh, God set the cross there as a roadblock into them to stop them from going to this awful place. But now they choose to go around it and climb across the prayers of their mama, the prayers of the church, and the prayers of godly men. And to go on thinking they had plenty of time. But now hell is an awful place. You cannot even begin to imagine it. There were your little carnal mind. But I tell you, it's a spiritual darkness. And it's a fire there that burns. And it's not quick. And it's a place where the soul will never die. And I tell you, I don't want to go there. And I ain't going. And the devil and all his demons, they can't get me there. Why? Because I'm washed in the blood. And I'm cleansed in my name. It's written over in glory. Hey, well, I think that when I was lost and undone without God, I was a lot like this man. I knowed about the Lord. I'd been in church as a child. I'd been there, uh, there through revivals. I'd been in Bible school. I'd been through all these things. So I knowed about the Lord. But I went on. And I even went to the altar one time and went down to the river and was baptized. But I was a lot like this man. I was crippled and could do nothing for God. Uh, yes, I, I thought it was all right for a little while. But then growing on up uh, throughout the teenage years and the lifestyle that I was living, uh, I, the gospel that I'd heard, I didn't believe a man could live that kind of lifestyle and get into God's heaven. What happened, preacher? You lose your salvation? No, I never had any. And there's a lot sitting around like that today that are across our land and country. If Christ comes to come this morning, I believe there's a lot of places uh, there there's a lot of people going to be uh, left sitting behind. And I tell you this morning, you must be born again. And unless you ain't win, you've got true salvation of God. I believe there's going to be a difference in your life. You might not see it so much in a child, but I believe a young man uh, there, there when he gets saved, I believe you'll see a difference there in his life. How does the world look and view you? How do they see you down on your job? 
God. Are you like them? Are you quickly upset? Do you have trouble controlling your tongue? The Bible said that a man cannot control his tongue or his religion is in vain. When God comes in you, when he saves you, he puts a keeper of that soul. He's washed you in the blood, but he still didn't leave you alone. He put his Holy Spirit within you. He's a teacher from above. I'd never understand much about the Word of God except the Spirit of God has taught me. And give me this understanding that I have. But now he told that man, he said, rise up and walk. What did he do? He began to make excuse why he wasn't healed. Why? And I tell you today, there's a lot of people who make excuses today. Well, I've got this and I've got that. Listen, there ain't no excuse you're going to stand up when you stand before God. Listen there, you may be saved this morning, but the devil's come by and crippled your walk with Jesus Christ. It's time to wise up and walk. It's time there to come and humbly kneel on this altar and get it fixed up with God. You look all right to me on the outside, but how does God see the inside? We see there that Jesus said, rise and all. He said, but I have no man there to help me. He was relied on somebody else to get him down there. They was willing to carry him there and leave, but they weren't willing to wait. I tell you, sometimes it's a wait that we got to wait on God. I'd like to see all your people saved this morning. I'd like to see all my people saved, but I got to rise up and walk and go on and carry this gospel. Hey, when they talk bad about me out yonder, uh, when the some claim to be saved, uh, talk about how low down that preacher is and all those things, uh, they'll go tell somebody and then they'll go tell somebody else. But brother, they won't never go and ask a preacher. I tell you there, I'll preach the word of God. He told me to preach it and then stand. And so I'm going to stand. Uh, the devil don't like it and I'm not real popular this morning, but praise be unto God. He saved me, he called me, he's kept me, and he'll get me safely home. But I'd like to see a few saved on our way. Hey, Jesus said, rise up and walk. I tell you, sometime down at the house of God, the less used place in, in this building ought to be the sea. And I pray this morning there that the Spirit and the power of God will move. And those people today, sometimes you've got to rise up on faith. Sometimes a lot of people just waiting around on the feeling. Well, a feeling, but I tell you, a lot of times the devil, he can send a feeling your way. And he'll take the word of God. And he won't use it all. He'll just twist it up, turn it around a little bit, and say, is that not what he's saying? And, and, and in our little carnal mind, say, well, yeah, that's what he said. But now hear this man. What did he do? He immediately got up and walked, didn't he? He stood up. He didn't have no positions. He didn't have uh, no one else but just him and Jesus Christ. And that's what it comes down to. And that's what's going to matter. Just between you and Jesus Christ and there and how your life it stands in his eyes. I, you'll never uh, please everybody. If you set out to please uh, all your family and all like that, you're going to come up short. They'll be still. Some get mad at you. But I tell you, set out to please him. And the only way that I know how to please him is to search the scriptures and to look in them and to be led of them. And if he's pleased with it this morning, then I tell you, that's what matters this morning. But he got up and he began to walk. But now immediately, Jesus had uh, withdrew himself and he had went away. And this man is still not. He just looked upon a man and saw there that he told him to get up and walk and he knew that he walked. And as I preached to you, maybe the last time, when God began, things begin to happen down to the house of God, the devil's going to come on the scene. And we see how to this man. The Bible said it was on the Sabbath day. So that day and time is was on the Saturday. There and there and they were still there under the law and then trying to worship God there with the law. But the law came to reveal everyone 
wanted had sinned and come short of glory. God's glory of the law had come to condemn all mankind. But Christ had come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And, and I tell you, uh, we're living there in the day and time in which we live. I tell you, the church, uh, we're spiritually rich, but we're living like poplars sometimes but because of, of just not really knowing and getting where we really need to be with him. I want my children and my grandchildren, but I'm going to hold on. We might say, well, the church ain't what it used to be. The church is still blood-bought this morning. And my God, I, the God I serve, he made me some promises throughout the Bible. And I tell you, uh, Brother Marty there here, uh, maybe a year ago, you know, he asked me to pray for his, his, uh, his son-in-law. And Brother Marty, from time to time, it still comes. And, and I lift him up to the Lord in prayer. And as we said earlier there, uh, all your, your family might be saved. Your wife, your husband, your children, all might be saved this morning. But there's somebody here at God's house Thursday's night. And so you are duty bound and I'm duty bound this morning to lift their, their loved ones up in prayer. And it, it's, I, I'm to be burdened with it as they are burdened. And, and when we can see them saved, that's when the burden will live. But now, uh, listen, there's only one church and that is the body of Christ. I know we've got many places of worship throughout the land and country, but there's only one church this morning that is the body of Christ. And we are members one of another and we make up his body this morning. And so what affects you affects me. What affects me affects you. And some can live a half-hearted life and say, well, it's just me. No, it's not. It'll bring you down to the house of God and hinder the spirit and the power of the living God. And I certainly don't want to stand before my Savior one day and him look at me and say, you're the reason that soul died lost. The Bible declares unto us that we will give an account. Uh, over in Ezekiel said, now if we don't warn the wicked man of his wicked way, uh, there and he come and be killed and the blood will be required at our hands. But if we warn him, and if we tell him, then that frees you and I this morning. Uh, but now, he got up and walked and the Pharisees come by. You, you, we still got them today. Uh, they sit around a lot of places today. That as long as the church sitting back and laid back and not doing, doing anything, just seem to go through the motions and all like that, uh, they, they seem to be satisfied. But when the church begins to rise up, you know, today, I don't like that old loud preaching, them old, them old country preachers, you know. But I tell you, that's what I got convicted under. That's what I got saved under. And that's the kind of preaching that's kept me down through the years. And if it's been good enough for Papa and Mama and Mom and Dad, it's good enough for you and me, and it's good enough for our children this morning. Some said, well, I wouldn't take my children down there to listen to such. I tell you, I believe that's the way Jesus preached it. Why? Because they got mad at him everywhere he went and preached. And they're, do, and they're doing it today. Uh, uh, today, one of the biggest sins around the house of God in a lot of places is compromise. What used to be sin in the generations gone by is accepted today. Listen, a lot of places, a, a lesbian and gay lifestyle, they're just accepting it, welcoming it all in. Listen, their, demon, their mind is demon-possessed. They're in control, and it holds them in that captive, and they'll never be... It'll be set free until uh, their teaching day said, well, just get saved. It's all right. No, it's not all right. Drunkenness is not all right today. And, and sin, I tell you, but it's the little foxes there that spoil my vine and your vine. It's them little things that say, well, I, 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 everybody's doing it. It's all right. God, uh, uh, God looks over that. No, he don't look over sin. He wants to wash it away. Yeah. And I tell you, what's hindering us and holding us back? But I was going to get over into John chapter 9. I don't know where we'll make it. May have to come back tonight and finish it. But now he immediately rose up and walked the Pharisees, and, and they was a religious crowd. Uh, they were very religious. They, they thought they kept the law. 
They thought they crossed every T and dotted every I, but they didn't. They couldn't. No man can. All had sinned. But now here they wanted to know how this happened. How this happened. Go back to the time that the Lord saved you. How did it happen? I don't know. I can't explain it to you, but I know it did. Why? Because I know where I was at, and I know where I'm at afterwards. I, I didn't... I was nervous about going to church and all like that, but they, there's a want to he put in there. And I've been going ever since. Tried to be faithful over the years. And, and that's one thing I won't say about me, that he was faithful down through the years. But he goes on. And uh, they begin to ask him. He said, who done this? He said, I know not. I, I, I don't know. You see, he had had a, uh, he just an acquaintance with Jesus Christ. Just something, maybe they'd heard about him. But then afterwards, afterwards, listen, listen, I believe there's something that takes place in that heart right before salvation. I believe God's got to deal with a lost soul if he's ever going to be saved. God's going to have to go and, and reach down deep. You and I, all we'll ever touch is the carnal hearing. But he's going to have to hear this gospel. How can he hear without a preacher and how can he preach except they be sent? And what are they preaching? The preacher's duty is to preach the gospel also to feed the flock and there and to do the work of evangelists and these things. And as Paul wrote to Timothy, when seasons come down to the house of God, and sometimes it's easy to preach and sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it don't come so free. But if Paul wrote to Timothy, he said, preach the word, be instant in season and out of season. Yeah. Preach it when they're ready to hear it and when they, when, when they just want to turn a deaf ear to it, preach it anyway. But he got up there and, and, and there and they said, who done this thing? He said, I, I, I know not, I don't know. But we see that Jesus did not uh, stop there. The Bible said, Jesus said in one, one place there, He said, once the unclean spirit is gone out of a man. And so I, I know He's going to have to drive that devil out to get that house ready for salvation. And He's got to come uh, there, the Word dealing with Him by the Spirit of God. And then the blood has got to cleanse and make that house ready for the Spirit of God. Yeah. And it all happens instantaneously. It don't, you don't have to wait a year, six months, or ten years to get the Spirit of God. The Bible said, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Amen. He is none of his. That's that seal. The blood washed and cleansed, and we're sealed with the Holy Ghost today. Amen. God knows his children, and he knows those that's not. If you're here saved, he knows you this morning. And if he's, you're not saved this morning, he wants to save you. And he's wanting to save your children. He's wanting to save your lost children. But I tell you, we can just lay back and take it for granted and say, well, he's going to save them. They'll die and go to hell. But I tell you, they need to be just more praying than right down to the house of God around on the altars. They need to be some altars around the home. Amen. They need to be some revived altars out there in the woodland, the pasture fields. There they are where a man can go and get a hold of God. I, now, I know we can pray driving down the road, but there comes a time God wants you, just you and him alone. Will your Savior. And let your request be known to him. He said if we'd enter into the closet and close the door and pray and seek it, that he would reward us openly. And I tell you, that is rewarding. And I know that I talked to people over the years and, and prayed for them and, and, and maybe go a while and not even expect them to come. And all of a sudden, there one day they walked through the door of the house of God. And a few would make their way on to the altar and be saved. Some would call on the phone and say, Could preacher, could you come pray with me? But now here we see how that after all this, and John chapter 9, you can go read that as well. A young man that he heard the voice of the Son of God. 
And he told him, said, go wash in the pool of Siloam. And when he washed, he came again seen. And they asked him, said, how did all this happen? Uh, some said, well, he wasn't even blind. But his parents said, yes, this is our son. And we do know that he was born blind. And they said, well, he's of age. Ask him. They're afraid of being put out of the synagogue. They're afraid of being put out from under legalism and all of that, uh, casting out. But, but they went and asked him. He said, how did all this happen? They, they said, Jesus, well, he's a sinner. He said, whether a sinner or not, I know not. But he said, I do know that I once was blind, but now I see. Now I see. I tell you, things happen in the world. I didn't really realize it. Now, I've been saved I, I, several years. Things happened in the world then. I didn't realize it until after I got saved. But I seen how rapidly Satan was moving and how last time. Listen, last night we rolled back the clocks of time. The clocks on the wall, one hour. But they didn't roll back in our heart. And they didn't roll back on the calendar of our life. Somewhere we're going to step out and meet God. There's a little farm boy over there in the book of Amos by the name of Amos. He said, God told him, he said, go up to the northern kingdom of Israel and go up there and preach to them. What do I preach, Lord? Preach, prepare to meet thy God. I tell you, in the last few years, I believe I've had probably about as many funerals of young people than I have old. Death is no respecter of age. God, you're a protector this morning. You get out from under that protective hand. He can very well take you out of here. I'm alive today because God has willed me to be alive. You're alive and you're here at Dutch Bottoms this morning because God has willed you to be here. Amen. And if you're here this morning, you're lost and undone. A lot of people know about Christ, but they've not come to the full knowledge and the truth and received him as their Savior. Lot's just got a carnal salvation. That's what the devil wants them to have. What the, if you hear like that, that's what he wants you to have. Just to keep you satisfied. But now something, and, and I tell you, if you ain't got it, God, he'll let you know. And if you're not satisfied this morning, if you're not pleased, I, I wouldn't leave here this morning. I wouldn't leave here. Now, I know the devil, he'll try to attack your salvation, say, well, you didn't get anything if you're not really got it. But I know what I got when the Lord saved me. Some will try to tell you, say, well, when the devil goes to ride you back and all like that, just take him back to where the Lord saved you. You don't have to do that. Others will say, well, just take back to the last place. God bless you. You don't have to do that. Brother, I heard Brother Doug Messer say in a message years ago, he said, I ain't going to take that devil nowhere. I'm just going to tell him to get off. Rise up in faith and know what God has given you. He's given you his son, Jesus Christ, and he lives in you and me. And I tell you, church, I believe we're getting ready to leave out of here. And I tell you, I believe God's getting ready to call us home. And you better be prepared. It could happen. It could happen right now. It could happen before we get home. But this man, as we read on down there, he said, Afterwards, Jesus findeth him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest the worst thing come into thee. Son's got some kind of uh, uh, got the devil's kind of salvation that you think you can get saved and go out there and live anyway. No, it's not a license to go and turn back to the world. We're children of the Most High God. And we're sanctified, we're justified, and we're kept apart from the world and we're to keep ourselves from the world. But then we see how this man, he received a testimony. Every morning and child of God has a testimony this morning. You can tell your friends. That's 
live a life in front of them so that they know there's a difference, been a difference made in your life. That you do have child, uh, uh, salvation, God's salvation. That you no longer go back to do the things. Many have set out maybe to go help their friends, but found themselves right back in the same prison. To tell them about Jesus and his love this morning. A carnal love, it'll die. But this spiritual love that only comes from God will carry you to the most high and carry you home one day. But we see how that the man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus which had made him whole. Lift up your Savior this morning. I, maybe the only test, only testify you, you can do is stand and say, I, I'm I know and I'm glad the Lord saved my soul. But I tell you, your witness this morning, as these people in the Bible, they were eyewitnesses, and they've had handed their testimonies and handed the gospel, the inspired word of God to you and I. And I tell you, he's the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. And he owns it all. And I'm glad that he's in charge of my life because I'd be shipwrecked somewhere. If you get a song this morning, and we've tried our best this morning, to carry and bring forth what God's laid in their heart. If you're here and say, Preacher, I know I'm saved, but it just seems like I'm in a place that I just can't escape. I'm in a place that I just can't seem to get up and do what I used to do. Have you been obedient to the Lord? If there is something hindered and you know what it is, you bring it to the Lord this morning. I remember when God called me to preach, I run a long, long time. And I, I tell you, I'd sit in church and I know the Lord was moving. I, I could see the Spirit of God, but it's just like it jumped over me. And I remember when I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I'm going to rise up. I'm going to do it tonight or today. I'm going to go tell the church and call me to preach. But it seemed like chains was upon me. And I couldn't get loose. But when an old preacher out early many years ago, he stood and preached Acts, Peter being cast into prison and bound by two chains. When the old man of God got up and began to read, I felt him fall off. Somebody this morning, you feel him fall off. Now this is the time that you need to rise up. Stand to your feet, as Jesus said to the crippled man. Rise, stand to your feet. Rise up and walk. You're here this morning, you are saved. But you are hindered and held back. Bring it to the Lord this morning. Bring it to Him this morning. If you're here this morning and you've never been born again, you've never accepted Christ your Savior, you're just like this man on this stretcher bed. There is you can in no way raise yourself up. But you can call out in the one. God seen that this man had a desire more than even those that maybe get healed. Day in and day out, he got somebody to carry him back. I've had lost people to preach or pray for me. Pray for me. Somebody this morning, if you walk out that door, God is calling you this morning. You know what He's dealing with your heart over. If you walk out that door, He might not give you another opportunity. He might let you go on and wonder and lay in that. If you've got sin in your heart this morning, you're like this man. You're laid in a bed of iniquity this morning. God wants to raise you up. Go back to the time that God first saved you. And I know, I know as we there grow older and there's a day and time that I'm not feeling the power and the presence that I once did and we should. But those times I still raise up on faith. And I go. And I go and I do. If I don't see her move, I know I've done my part. And God promised me that He would not send forth His word void. But it would accomplish that in sin.
I know you got a lot of sickness. Your pastor, he's got troubles this morning. His cross is heavy. Heavier than mine. So you pray this morning that God will go yonder in the hospital, wherever they're at. Maybe need to make your way down there. Just reach out and say, Preacher, I love you. And I've been praying for you. Be a fresh in my heart. But on this side of life, yes, there is heartbreak. And on this side of life, we are going to be separated. One will be taken, the other will be left. Sometime my wife, I don't know, I may go before her, she before me. I look at my grandson, and sometimes it brings tears out of the depths of my heart and soul. And knowing that one day, if time goes on, we're going to have to part ways. And I pray this me and not him. But he belongs to God. I belong to God. But one day I know there's a mating place. And I read of a land and country over yonder that John saw. And he said, there it was. No more sin. Nothing else to separate. Don't you want to go this morning? I want to go. And I'm going in God's time. Break every Break every There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power. It's in the name of Jesus. There is power. It's in Father, I thank you, Lord, this morning, Father, for your word.
Just do me, man. 